Welcome to Business Done Differently, where baseball team owner turned showman Jesse Cole speaks with successful entrepreneurs who stand out in business and in life by thinking differently and challenging the status quo. We believe whatever is normal, do the exact opposite, and that normal gets normal results. If you want to stand out and be different, this one's for you. We are back, the season two finale, Business Done Differently. Uh, excited to be back here with my amazing wife, Emily, who we actually started this podcast over a year and a half ago, telling our story and sharing some of the best lessons, but now over 100 episodes, some of the best gurus on experiences, marketing, everything in business. And it's been an honor having some of these guests. And this past season, I think we had the, the best of the best and we're going to focus on this last episode, some of the best lessons, things that we are applying on customer experience. And Emily's been a big listener. I think you're probably my first listener ever. <laughs> I will always be loyal. You'll always be loyal, which is... You have that one fan. Which is a great wife to have. And obviously, she's a big part of what we do here with Fans First Entertainment and the Savannah Bananas, um, really overseeing our entire staff and the experience that happens at the ballpark. So uh, a lot of great lessons. And, you know, I'd love you kind of just guide this a little bit. I know we started strong with uh, the first episode of the season with Cameron Harold, and then really just continued it with the final episode with David Novak, who's another mentor of mine, the CEO of Yum Brands. So just jam-packed with great hosts. And we'll talk here about customer experience, and then maybe we'll have one more episode on employee experience as well. Awesome. Yeah, it's crazy that you're even saying those big names because two years ago, I never would have imagined that you were talking to the guy who literally ran Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. And that was just my dream growing up, I think, was going to Taco Bell or Pizza Hut every day. And now you're friends with the guy who ran them for so many years. So it's cool that you have connected with all of these thought leaders in, you know, throughout the world. Well, I think that's a great lesson in general for people that want to grow themselves. I said to you two years yep. ago, I said, I'm going to grow my sphere of influence. Yes, I said, because I was like, you know, I have great young leaders here. But if you want to up-level yourself, you have to surround yourself with people that have already been there and done it. And I thought the best way was to reach out to them. And it started with thank you notes. Yep. And then it continued. Yeah, you weren't asking for anything in return at first when it started. And then you just built relationships with them. And then some of them actually offered to come on the show. And then others you actually asked. But you were already you know, had a good rapport with them at that yeah. point. So it wasn't just a blind ask. And, and a lot of them have gone in their show. You know, John Gordon, yep. uh, who was a big mentor, man, went on his show and David Novak, the same thing. So it's been a great relationship, mutually beneficial. But again, if you're trying to grow yourself, yeah. this is a great way to grow uh, your sphere of influence. So yeah, but the theme of the season was experience. Yes. And so while we definitely want to focus on the individual business person and yes. growing themselves, what you really honed in on this year was experience both in a business or personally, just how you could be better, have more fun, enjoy life, just all around experience. And so it's divided into two parts, customer experience and employee experience. Yeah, your team member. Yeah. Right, teams. But first, let's just start with the customer stuff. So you kicked it off with Cameron Harold, Vivid Vision. I know as soon as you came off this episode, you ran into the office and you said, we're going to do this for the bananas. And I guess just walk us through what a Vivid Vision is and if companies should do it, why it makes sense for them and, and what it did for us. Yeah, well, so many companies talk about what they do, but they don't talk about where they're going. And I think what I loved about Cameron Harold is he laid it out in a Vivid Vision, a great book. And it's basically being very specific on where you want to go and what it looks like. It's drawing the picture. And as you know, I came in all excited. Hey, we need a clear vision of our future. And I think 
Every company talking about experience, a lot of companies know what their product is. They know what they're marketing. They know what they're you know, trying to sell, but they don't actually have a vision for the experience and the feelings they're trying to create for their customers and their people. And I think that's what we did. We actually mapped and said, hey, you know, what can we do the best in the world? And I think it's mapping an experience for our customers and our employees, turn them into fans. So I worked with a company and put together clear vision and started with bringing fans first to the world. And then it got really detailed. What is the experience happened at our ballpark for our fans when they first come in? What about our people on our first day? You know, very few companies we're talking to and we're fortunate to work with a lot now, they don't map anything. And so with this vivid vision, it's again, what do you want to be the best at? And then actually draw it out, you know, write out what happens when people come into your doors, when they come into your business, what does it look like? What music's playing? What are people wearing? What's the smells? And it's, it's really being clear on that. And very few companies have it. You know, everyone has a mission or they have maybe their core beliefs, which again, most people don't know, but they don't have a vision. And I think when you paint it, why do movies do so well? You know, why do TV shows do so well? Because you can see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was great. And so uh, that kicked off the season and, and we started focusing on where we want to go, go bring fans first to the world. And then we started getting from there, painting it, drawing it and knowing where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that you teach now at Fans First You, you and Jared focus on internally when we are teaching other companies is starting at that very, very beginning. And so the first step before you even can map it out is what's that first experience that a customer has? How are they upset with your industry or your business in particular? And let's start there and fix that first initial interaction. And I think Scott McCain talked about that, right? About how to, you know, raise your concepts and experiences and, and start with what's ticking people off in the industry. Yeah, Go yeah. into that a little bit. His language is what's pissing off your well, customers. yeah, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Maverick listens to Yeah, Maverick does, me, our, so. our, uh, our young son. But the, the reality is you look at that and what do your customers hate? Yeah. And uh, later in one of the final episodes, Mark Shaver said, stop doing what your customers hate. And it's so simple, but yet people do it. And I talk about a lot of these these you know, people you interact with. I don't like giving business names, but you talk to banks or if you're the DMV. I mean, there's a lot of experiences that people hate it. Yeah, so they why? just know going into it's going to be horrible. Yes, they're dreading it. So stop doing that. And so, but again, to create this perfect experience, you have to look at what those are. And Scott McCain, obviously all businesses show business. Another person I've looked up to for a long time, he said, that's where you start. And, you know, there's so many examples of looking at friction points in your business. For us, it was very simple. The baseball, to many, is long, slow, and boring. A friction point, what people hate, is being bored. And then what people hate is being nickel and dimed. So that's why we did the all-you-can-eat tickets. Well, people say it's easy in our industry, but honestly, any industry could be easy if you just sit back and look. There is something negative or a negative thought or assumption about each industry. So yes, banks, I mean, easily I can say, (laughs) I hate waiting on the phone. I hate not being able to talk to a person. It's always a robot. I mean, there are definitely things that you can start with. So while it is easy for a sports industry often to do something crazy or come up with these excuses, any industry has a critical problem that can be disrupted. And we hate talking about problems. Like we hate it, but like you have to start there. Right, start start there to fix it really quick. And then once you know your problems, you can actually find what Scott uh, McCain calls as the high concept. And what is that clear high concept that what makes you different? What do you want to be known for? And for us, I shared, I go, we never really thought of a high concept, but I think for us, it's, you know, it's a circus and a baseball game breaks out. He goes, I love that because you immediately think circus, fun, dramatically different than a baseball game. And you think about entertainment and the experience. 
Yeah, the term high concept might not be something people are familiar with, but in reality, it's really just what you're known for. Yes. Right? And that that's exactly what we were known for. So it was easy to say, okay, this is what people say about us. Yeah. We'll just translate that into our high concept. Yeah, and Scott was clear about that, but most businesses really aren't. Yeah. What are you known for? And I think that was one fundamental theme throughout mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. What is that? So if you're looking at, if you're a business, you can't just say, uh, we're known for you know better prices or we're known for, you know, we sell this. You know, it really has to be distinct. Something that sticks out. Something that people will tell other people about. Right. And so for us, when they come to our games, it's absolutely like a circus. Our players are dancing. There's a pep band. There's a male cheerleading team. All that is said it makes it very clear. Yeah. So once you know that, then you go into what are those little friction points. And I think this is where some things really stood out this season. And uh, two people talked about it very well. First one was Jason Friedman. Okay. And Jason Friedman, customer experience formula. He's a guru in this space. Yep. And he said something that just I immediately latched onto. It was you win in the transitions. Right. And we now, when we work with businesses, we're we're talking about this as well. Everyone has, you know, a first impression. Everyone has a product that they sell at some point. And everyone, you know, that's what happens. There's these boxes that the customer goes through, but it's what happens in between. Mm-hmm. And very few companies get that right. You go to a restaurant. You're going to sit down. You're going to get your food. But what happens between? What happens as you pull up? Yeah, and that's something that the owner and the leadership team and really even any of the employees can just think about. But you said restaurant, so we'll stick on that for a second. You know, they think that their mission is to just serve you food. And so when they come in, if they bring a plate of food to the table, they probably think, check, I've achieved our goal here as a worker or as an owner or whatever. But in reality, if you look deeper, it's not necessarily that. Maybe they're coming in to get off the street because they're tired and they're hot. Maybe they are really thirsty. Maybe they wanted to bond with their family. I mean, we have no idea why people are doing these things. They have so many different opportunities to achieve a goal or to make something special in those moments while they're waiting in line, while they're waiting to be seated, while they're being seated and their food's not out yet. All of those moments, correct me if I'm wrong, are really those transition opportunities for something special to happen. That's not necessarily the food. That's mm-hmm. not why they're, you know, that's not when they're eating. Yeah. But there are those chances when they can have a positive customer experience. Well, it's it's those friction points, the transitions that you really win. Like friends, I say Chick-fil-A, you don't just go to Chick-fil-A for a sandwich. You go for how they make you feel. Sure. And it's the Chick-fil-A experience. It's not just ordering your sandwich and sitting down eating. It's everything in between. Right. It's them noticing that they're cleaning. They're bringing things out to you. Yeah. And I think, you know, jumping a little bit here, Donna Cutting, who wrote the book 501 Ways to Roll Out the Red Carpet, which has so many different ideas. And, mm-hmm. and David Novick talks about this. That the greatest innovators celebrate something called pattern thinking. So what they do is they take something from another industry and they bring it into their own, which cool. we talk about we all, the do time. all the time. It's yeah. pattern thinking. And yep. he's like, you're a great pattern thinker. I'm like, well, that's the only way we can actually – baseball, everyone's done it. Right. Well, we can't get ideas from our industry, exactly. so we're just going to other industries. Exactly. So she talked about this um, restaurant in Newport uh, Beach, California called Mama D's. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated with these guys. They said people get excited to go to Mama D's to wait in line. And yeah, see, exactly. I mean, that's a time that – you're going to a restaurant. That's what you don't want to do yeah. when you get there. And so because what they do is they actually they have a red carpet. They have stanchions. They have magicians out yeah. there. But what it really is, they get there early because of the meatballs and the bread. Everybody that's in line, yep. they're bringing out their famous meatballs, their famous bread. So he's like, oh, no, you got to get there early to get yep. in line. Brilliant. It's like people calling us and saying, oh, I want to be put on hold. Yeah. Because Wh- of our hold music. Which they do. Yes. Yeah. So we finally got that right <laughs> yeah, after that years one. of boring hold music. Because our hold music is ring, 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 banana phone. It's yep. fun. Yep. So you win in that. So people are going to Mama D's and it's like, oh, I can't wait to be in line. Right. To wait. Yeah. To finally sit at my table. Yeah. 
I mean, you're right. Being on hold, that happens. I had a guy yesterday who did it, and he's like, somebody told me to call up here, and when I was waiting that I'd hear cool music. I mean, somebody had told him about that, and he did call with a ticket question, but I put him on hold, mm-hmm. and he was so excited when I came back because he's like, it's real. You really do have that. So, yeah, that's an, an exact you know example. It's brilliant. So if you want to stand out, you could actually be known for these transitions, for yeah. these friction points. And I think another thing Donna brought up, was, which was really interesting, was she talked about the Durham Theater. And everyone that works at the theater, they're called showstoppers. So they have the big top hats mm-hmm. and they own that persona. And he said, they survey their customers and they said, the biggest thing is the bathrooms because it's in between the different um, you know, shows, acts. Yeah, the acts, different shows, the right. different acts that people go to the bathroom. Sure. And a lot of times the lines get so big and it just becomes dirty. So they focus so much now on, it's not necessarily the show. It's right in between the acts that they're focusing on the bathrooms. All the showstoppers are greeting you. They got extra people in the bathrooms ready to clean. Interesting. So they are so ready for that. So I've been thinking about this so much. It's like we have our game. We have our shows. Now, again, what are we known for our transitions? Think about it. When you watch the Super Bowl, what are people looking forward yeah, to? commercials. They want the commercials. For us, we have 18 different transitions right. in between. Between innings. But then there's also transitions while people are in line. Yeah. And that's why we have the DJ peels on wheels. Yeah. And that we added all this this year to think how can you win in the transition. So to go back to a couple episodes, uh, Jason Friedman and Donna Cutting were great. And I think another thing Jason Friedman talked about, and we've adapted a piece of this, it's the ideal customer script. And you lay it out. You know, yeah. what does it look like? For us, we started looking at it, calling it the PFT, because we believe every company shouldn't call their customers customers. You should start looking at them as fans. You it tr- works in sports. Why not every other industry? Fans are dramatically different. They wear the merchandise. Right. You know, they're, 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 diehard. they're fans of Yeti yeah. that are wearing their hats and the shirts. That's right. a cooler company. Right. So why don't you look at your, I mean, if you're a heating and cooling company, if you're a painter, if you're insurance, how do you develop fans? And so- you got to write that script. What does it look like? So for us, we call it the PFT, which is the perfect fan testimonial. And this was a little bit adapted from Jason's episode. If you were to write down what that perfect testimonial from one of your fans would be, what would it say? Because if you actually write that, for us, it's, it's the most fun I've ever had at a baseball game. It's like a circus in a baseball game broke out. What's yours for your company? I bet a lot of companies don't have it. So what are they even trying to create? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that we're trying to create an emotion. You know, it was so much fun. You know, this is how I felt about it. Right. And so when you develop that, you reverse engineer and everything's about the circus and making it the most fun in a baseball game. So I think that's a really important thing that companies should look at. And it was developed a lot from Jason Friedman as well. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've implemented that in our Fans First You teachings too now, right? You're having companies try to come up with their PFTs. Yeah. yeah. And then the next step, so you get the PFT. And then if you were to say, you wouldn't believe what happened. So you think about any company. I went to... Sherwin-Williams, I went to go get my car serviced. You wouldn't believe that happened at the car place. You wouldn't, something unexpected. Yes. Something, yeah, surprising. You wouldn't, believe, you wouldn't believe when I grabbed my sandwich today what happened. And again, this goes back into the transitions and friction points. Right. But what would be your wouldn't believe statement? I mean, every night we realize at the Paul Park, you wouldn't believe what happened. The Mananas did this in the crowd. You wouldn't yeah. believe my two-year-old daughter was delivered a rose yeah. from a player in the middle of the game. Yeah. He got down on a knee and he hung out with her and took a picture with her. Right. Well, and again, now the status that we're at, people are starting to expect these things from yes. us because we have raised the bar. Yeah. But in so many industries, somebody listening who says, oh, I'm in insurance, it's boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have the perfect opportunity to do something unexpected because nobody is expecting something fun or wild or crazy or thoughtful. Yeah. 
So it's interesting because our bar keeps, you know, getting yeah. raised, but there are so many industries that can just do something simple in oh, these easy. transitions or when creating that that perfect, you know, testimonial that will really stick out to people. Easy. And, you know, little things you think about, what's the behind the scenes? How can you take people or kids into things they don't normally see? No matter what your business is, yeah. there are interesting parts about it that people don't see. Sure. And for kids, everything's interesting. Yeah. There's intrigue there. Anybody wants to see behind the curtain. Exactly. And so we take kids like into our locker room in our clubhouse. They get to play catch with the players mm-hmm. before the game. And you create those moments that they're already fans. Yeah. So every company, you know, start with that PFT. What do you want people saying about you? And then what's that you wouldn't believe statement? And I think that's uh, powerful that we're, when we do our fans first workshops, we bring companies in, we work on that. And it's interesting to see because you don't say, oh, you wouldn't believe, um, you know, they delivered to me pretty quickly. You wouldn't believe right. oh, something the, average. Yeah, you wouldn't believe. You have to think over the top. Yeah. And I think that's what most companies are either afraid to do or they just don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great exercise for everyone. And that's once you start doing that, then you really you have your customers doing your marketers, doing all your marketing. And that's where you win because as we said before, we spend zero dollars on traditional marketing. Yeah. Zero. True. But every game sold out because our fans are saying you wouldn't believe. Right. I mean, this was last night. You mentioned it to me. You were like, we usually have our pep band. So we have a 20-piece pep band. And they had band camp this past week. Of course. Band which, camp. It's which, a real thing. Band camp is a real thing. All right. You know, I thought, you know, American Pie, but it, it actually really <laughs> happens. So they're gone for band camp, which for me as a person who's putting on a show is really tough because – They're a huge part of your script. Oh, well, the yeah. band – I mean, it's a, we're only baseball team has a pep band. And right. they're playing throughout the stadium. We have a sexy saxophone guy. People yeah. they play in the bathroom. So it's like actually like audibly – quieter yes it's like a, it, you can you can actually notice from anywhere in the ballpark that they were not there it, 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 it's a different experience yeah so what we had to do is we wanted to bring in a dj at least to keep some music going because right. again talking about the transitions most people think that the game when the game's over the game's over right no when the game's over for us that's when we really focus on that last impression mm-hmm. so Party. if you're a retail store when people buy something they do a transaction they walk walk out it's not over yet. Right. What happens when they get onto the parking lot? Yeah. What happens when they walk through the door? Sure. So when people leave our ballpark, we usually have the band playing and that's sing-alongs and our players are out there. It's fun. We have free s'mores earlier. So we had the DJ set up last night and it's a different feel. But all of a sudden he starts playing the line dances. Line dancing, yeah. Like, like the electric slide, yeah. the cha-cha slide, the Cupid yeah. shuffle. Yep. And I had to pull out my camera and it's funny, I became a fan. So I started literally videoing taping our players our mascot, game split, day staff. our game day staff, yep. literally doing the Cupid Shuffle, the wobble. Right, with, with little kids and fans. Like 30 like kids and then adults. Yeah. I mean, we had senior citizens. And I was like, wow, yeah. this is a whole new experience. Yeah, it's actually funny. A woman came up to me at the fan services table and she said, I lost my keys. I was dancing so hard out on the front plaza that they shook right out of my pocket. And somebody had turned them in and I had, I had her keys there. So she was literally dancing that hard at the party after the game that her keys fell out of her pocket. I you mean, wouldn't believe. Yeah, like, the game what? was over. Right. You wouldn't believe the game was over. I was dancing so, so hard, hard yeah. that I lost my keys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a you wouldn't believe statement. I know. I forgot to tell you. It was so funny. That's, that's ama- <laughs> I was like, you get it, girl. You dance. It's amazing. And that, that's what's so cool. Like, the people that, and all these other people are putting up their phones, and everyone's yeah, filming it. documenting. They're documenting. You're watching a three-year-old dance, the cutest thing in the world, with an 80-year-old mm-hmm. dance with players. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's part of what it is. Again, winning in the transition. So, it was really, really cool that you have to try new things and right. experiment with it. And I think um, that was fun to see. And again, what are your last impressions? What are your yep. first impressions? And what new things are you trying? It, it, sometimes when you have a challenge, something that doesn't go right, that's when you can make a bigger fan. Or you lose a typical part of your show. Like, oh, you know what? We don't have our people right now. Like, 
Like, right. We could have just given up and said it's going to be quiet. Yeah. It's going to be boring like most bo- baseball games, and it'll be fine for a few nights. 100%. But like, you didn't. No, like we don't have a breakdancing first base coach. He's got a gig in New York City. So we tried a game day staff member, and then our dancing six foot eight Alex Deegan says, no, I'll coach first. He a goes, player. A player. He said, I'll coach first. I'll bring out like we have a player coaching first doing dancing, that could be a whole nother level. So right. look for opportunities in that. And those are some really great episodes. So, okay, I guess we got to get back on track here. Yes. So we started with yeah. Vivid Vision and looking at those first initial things that, you know, quote, piss customers <laughs> off and then mapping the experience, mapping the journey. What else ties into that that you remember from this season? I think the episode that got some of the most traction and the most res- the biggest response was Marcus Sheridan. Okay. And Marcus Sheridan is a dynamite. He is a ball of energy. And I met him at Social Media Marketing World. And I remember uh, hearing him speak. And he was a pool guy. So you think about like, it's, oh, very, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very interesting to find practitioners. Right. Because a lot of times these people that have been out of the business for a while, he started as a pool guy, yeah, selling exactly. pools mm-hmm. in Virginia. And Almost went bankrupt. Very similar story to us. Struggling. And he said he had to find a way to sell pools. And what he said is, why don't we just start answering our customers' questions? It's the simplest concept in the world, but it's brilliant. And so he gave a speech. And what was great about, um, if you heard speakers talk, most of them stand behind the podium or they're on stage. He went around the entire crowd and actually said name by name of all the people because they all had name tags. He actually gets personal with you, which is a great speaking technique. Yeah, I love that. So his whole book, They Ask You Answer. And on this episode, he talked about, look at all the questions you're getting asked and answer them on your website mm-hmm. in content form. And I was like, wow. You know, this is fascinating because our games sell out. We get tons of ticket questions. And what happens is our ticket salespeople, they answer them individually. And the way to do it is video yourself, write a little one blog time. about one time, yeah. put it out there, answer people your people's questions, your fans' questions before they even ask. Yep. And this proactive approach was brilliant. He went through the whole strategy, what things to answer. You yep. know, if there's price questions, right. if there's questions on the journey or the process, yeah. put them up there. Well, and so many companies have their FAQ, their Frequently Asked Questions page on their website, but it's so boring, right? It's just a ton of text. Nobody's going to scan through that and actually find an answer. And what's that stat that you always tell us about the content? How did you know that's where I was going? I know exactly where you're going. The content that's out on the internet is going to all be video, right? By 2021, the stat we saw recently is 85% of all content on the internet will be video. Right. So my thought is, well, I guess his thought was take these Frequently Asked Questions, the text, and just transform that into what you call content, videos, or any yeah. other fun, interactive way of telling them and put it up on your website that way. And I remember as soon as I read this book and had it on my show, I ran into all of them hey guys, what questions are you getting asked? And they're like, well, we get this, we get this. I go, how often you get that? They go, what? Right. I go, answer it. Yeah, a lot of them are the same questions. Exactly. They just answer it to a different fan each day. Exactly. So what was really interesting, so Barry, our director of tickets, immediately filmed a ticket tutorial mm-hmm. and started putting that on the website. We did four videos of the ticket process, the ticket experience, yep. and put it up. And he's got feedback from it. Yes. People are like, thank you. So we receive what's called a contact form. So on our website, it's like a submission where somebody mm-hmm. can write in and ask a question. And he was so proud. A couple of days after it went up, we got a submission that said, hey, and it was a ticket question, like, where do I pick up my tickets at the game? Mm-hmm. And of course, the answer is, you know, at our will call window. 
But then a few minutes later from the same woman, we got another submission that says, never mind, just watched your tutorial video. All of my answers were right there. Thanks so much. So before we even had a chance to respond to her, she found the answer that she was looking for on our website. Mm. And now she has that educational it's, piece to share with people. How many times have we gone on a website that we were going to buy something and we couldn't find the exact answers and we just leave? You just I, give up. I think like the stat is like 50% of carts are left abandoned. Yes. On the internet. That's, That's so sad. shocking. So it's like, oh, we're about to buy. Nah, we got distracted or we weren't sure or right. there were questions we asked. We yeah, couldn't get them it's answered. It's too difficult. It's too difficult. Yeah. Talking about friction points, huge there. So just answer all the questions in advance. And I think what was brilliant was he said this video culture, start videoing everything. And we have a full-time videographer. We have a couple during the season. Right. You look at outsourcing video or doing it here and there. It is probably the best marketing expense you could ever put in videoing everything. Video all these questions that are being asked. Just video your culture. And I think one thing we haven't done, which I wanted to do right away, but we got into the season, but we got to be real. Some things we don't get done was the bio videos. Mm -hmm. And people buy from people. They don't buy from logos. They don't buy from corporate brands. They get themselves attached to people. And so the whole idea was every person on our staff film an intro fun video. Mm -hmm. And on every email that they send, it's, hey, I'm in your inbox. I'm Barry. This is who I am. And it's a quick one-minute video that you get to know them. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't know you love fishing or you're from so-and-so in Georgia or you went to school there. And you got a connection because you can relate to people. People buy from people. Mm -hmm. And so one thing we got to put as one of our thousand priorities is after the season, use our full-time videographer one day, film quick videos, and put it into, I think he said uh, the platform's Y-stamp, and it just literally puts it on every email. Puts it on your website so people know who we are. Again, they ask, you answer. Sometimes they don't automatically ask, but I guarantee customers want to know who they're buying from. Yeah, of course. So I think Marcus Sheridan was absolutely brilliant. And an episode, think about, you'll question how you do video. You'll question what questions you're getting asked and how are you answering them. And I think when we talk about creating a great experience, it's eliminating those friction points. Have the answers out in advance for your customers. Let them, you know, most people know if they want to buy or not, if they have enough information. How much information are you providing? Yeah. I mean, we talk about video all the time and obviously that's the way of the future. And yes. I know you could go on for hours about <laughs> it, but that's definitely something that we've started to teach more and that people ask us questions on, but just utilize it and make the experience better by using video. It's not, it doesn't always have to be something in person. Boom. It can be videos done ahead yes. of time. It can be done late at night when you've got time. I mean, it can be used in so many ways to your benefit. And I, I do want to say a note on that, like video you can take out your phone like this, shoot a quick 30-second minute like, video. They can't see you. What's They're, that? They can't. Uh, you yes. said like this. You so we're on a podcast, help. but you can't see us. But you take out – I took out my phone. Yes, and you right. held it up. I held it up. Like so you, this. Like this. <laughs> All right. But you take it out and you talk about experience. People do something great for you. Do a quick thank you video. Mm-hmm. We don't get enough thank yous out there. Do a short little quick thank you video. Send it to someone. Yeah, you're or, so good about hey, that. hey, I'm thinking about you. Every day you can do that. And Barry and Matt in our ticket office, they do one fan a day. One fan a day, shoot a little video, thank them for what they're doing. It's yep. so simple, so easy. So it doesn't have to be a huge production. Right. Put that on, makes a big difference. Yeah, iPhones have come so far. You can... it's, it's a good production. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay, so what else from the customer experience part of the season did you want to touch on or recap? Yeah, just a few. Um, Jay Bear, his episode is a huge hit. Jay Bear, uh, first book was Hug Your Haters, but the one we talked about was Talk Triggers. And we speak the same language because it's all about word of mouth marketing. And you both wear crazy suits. He does wear crazy suits. He's known for his, his crazy suits. And uh, he actually, story, he, this is interesting. He put a talk trigger into how he does speaking. So he has a bunch of crazy suits. So he lets, wherever he goes to speak, he lets 
organizers that people choose which suit. So it's like, hey, dress Jay for your event. Yeah. And they get to dress him and pick out a suit, which people talk about. Like, he's not speaking. We actually get to dress him for this so event. Creative. Which is really unique. I love that. And even his uh, suit maker puts little things, notes in his suits, like pep talk into all his suits. And again, it's those little things. What are your customers talking about? Create that word of mouth. He told me about a glove company that makes their gloves scratch and sniff and smell like maple syrup. Which, why maple syrup? I don't know. Well, it's a good smell. It's, it's, it's like a universal. Good People but, like it. But I mean, hopefully it's like like not too hot outside. Like I can't imagine oh, yeah. like working in 100 degree heat, like smelling maple I syrup. I like work gloves. Yeah, it's work yeah. gloves. <laughs> it's not like just like regular, it's work gloves too. And But again, that's a simple talk trigger. Mm-hmm. It's one thing. And going back to the high concept, what do you want to be known for? And so his book was amazing. He gave numerous examples. He talked about this holiday world, which is a, uh, in I think they're in Indiana where he's from. And you should never be known. It's a theme park. It's a theme park. Yeah. yeah and, it's, and it does very well. But what they're known for is one simple thing. All your soda, all your drinks, it's unlimited. So it's so simple. Mm-hmm. They're not doing something wild. It's like, no, we're just going to include all our soda. Yeah. All in every one of their vendors and other people in the industry said, you will fail. That's where you make all your money. Because, you know, soda is cheap. It's like, that's where you go. Everyone talks about it. So if you go on all the reviews of Hollywood's, oh, the best, the free drinks all night was amazing. <laughs> and like, that's like, they're not talking about the rides. Right. They're talking about the free drinks. Right. And so think about that. That's a little thing which you're known for. And so that created a talk trigger, which everyone's talking about. Now, the one that I love is the Graduate Hotel, which we had a little carryover because Tyler Anderson, who we interviewed on user-generated content, he talked about this as well. Everything in the hotel is a talk trigger. So they set up hotels in college areas. Mm -hmm. And they actually, every key card has a picture of a famous person from that area back when they were young in high school or college and they're different ones so people are spreading and sharing thousands of pictures right. of hotel key cards brilliant i mean such a great opportunity this is one of those boring things that can just be made something fun yes it's a hotel key card and now people are sharing it on the internet it's yes. a key card so so like what little element do you have so like our right. tickets are banana shaped we did scratch and sniff banana tickets before right, right. what i mean invoices yeah they're boring. Yes. What do you do to make them exactly. interesting? There's so many opportunities yes. in your industry that you it, can change. And so graduate, they, they build their whole thing with the artwork, the designs. It's all built in that. And one other thing you talked about was we got this. I think it was in Berkeley. Their big rival is Stanford or something. They have one of these big rivals. And so they made all the urinals, their urinal cakes mm. of their rival, which we grabbed and took. Yes, and now at our entire stadium here. Bacon, bacon, urinal bacon, cakes. Bacon, bacon, urinal cakes. And again, it, we've seen people take pictures of them. Yeah, absolutely, we have. Where else are you going to take a picture of a urinal? But we get pictures of our urinals yeah. taken. And actually, I saw recently a woman took a picture of the signs we have in the women's bathroom says, drop it like it's hot. Yeah. Which I don't even know what that means. you got to like squat. Okay. Yeah. It's, but it's fun. And again, it's a talk trigger. So again, what are those talk triggers that you have? Jay gives examples on how to find them, what to look for. And uh, he did a nice episode on his podcast and listed all of ours, which, you know, from the Bright Dancing First Base Coach, mm-hmm. the Manans, we try to build our whole company based on that. Yeah, definitely. So, we can add more. Everybody can add more. But yeah, lots of opportunities. Yeah. So I know we're coming a little bit to the end. I want to finish on a, a couple. Um, I came to you really excited about Tyler Anderson mm-hmm. and user-generated content. And it goes back to the customers or your marketers. We're talking about experience here because if you create a great experience, your customers will do the marketing for you. And the one that I absolutely loved was Soapy Joe's. And I came back so excited when I heard him speak about a car wash in San Diego that literally does car wash karaoke. And they have a prize, $1,000, and thousands of people enter this. They just literally get a car wash done. Right. And they film themselves 
doing karaoke to win $1,000. And they have to share it mm -hmm. all over social media. And they have people doing Bohemian Rhapsody. They have couples doing love songs. They have families dressed up in costume. I mean, these groups went all out. Can you imagine thinking and planning ahead to dress your family up <laughs> and leave your house to go get a car wash so that you can film it being done? Yeah. I mean, brilliant that they have gotten fans to become that big of fans. Hey, guys. Hey, you guys. Pump. We're going to car wash tonight. Yeah. Car wash. Gotta get your costumes ready. Car wash time. I'm like, what? And then they share it, and then they get love. So they're getting loved. So they're looking like they're the hero. Amazing. Because think about it, All their friends are like, oh, this was awesome. Yeah. But then Sophie Joes is the one who put it on. Yeah. Well, and if you can make it competitive, too, and not everything, but yep. it's fun if there are different competitions because people get competitive. I can see friends being like, yes. oh, I can do a better karaoke than that. And then it's a battle. Go, yeah. And again, this goes back to pattern thinking. We try this year we weren't able to get it done but it wanted to do a golf cart karaoke with players nice picking season. up players picking yeah. up families in the parking lot mm -hmm. bringing them into the stadium while doing karaoke so that might be a next year but again it's like brilliant mm -hmm. because they don't have to market it everyone else is doing it for them and so think about that user generated content you know he made a great example Tyler on the episode he said if you put something at your location that says a selfie spot it's not a selfie spot you don't set, tell people what it is let them actually create it themselves and so like he talked about the donut bar the donut bar put these giant wings on their wall and people would put in get in front of you probably seen those pictures right people get in front of it and take a picture when it has donut bar yeah and they make all their donuts crazy different designs Star Wars themed Disney themed you name it I mean for the social media marketing world he had Facebook Instagram Pinterest he had all them design they're actually creating design that people are gonna share I mean people share pictures of their food whatever all the time but if you make it but, unique and yeah. different so like people take pictures of our bathrooms of our you know tickets and yep. things like that so user-generated content what can you create in your experience that's so unique that people will want to share it and take pictures and that's why I get so fascinated at the end of the night that everyone's got their cameras up because they're filming our players dancing. Right. They're filming the fun. They're filming the post-game party. It's 10.30 at night yeah. and they're filming a post-game party yeah. in a plaza. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you creating with your business to get your customers or hopefully your fans to start sharing? Yep. And I think we all need to think about that and think about how do you map that experience. Right. So that was brilliant. And then, you know, the final one, and again, from the experience and I've become close with him and just he's blown me away. It's Mark Schaefer. Mm -hmm. And again, it's very simpler. His, his book, The Marketing Rebellion, it's, you know, how to get your customers to do the marketing. And you came to me, you listened to the episode, very excited about the, the Cirque Slay example. Well, I just love the idea of thinking differently. So the example that I think you're talking about with Cirque du Soleil where I was fascinated was how they said they were actually hooking up. I don't know how they did it, but some sort of contraption to people's minds. Like yes. they, they put something on their head and they measured their brain wavelengths and their excitement. And every time the fan was in awe of something or they liked a part of the show or maybe they didn't get very mm -hmm. excited, they were actually studying their brain. So I thought that it was so interesting because rather than just send out an email survey, mm. they are now actually hooking something up to your brain to get your real reactions. Mm. I was That's what I was just blown away by is how advanced they became of studying the fan and deciding what they wanted more of, what they wanted to take out of their shows. So this wasn't just like an arbitrary, oh, get feedback from somebody. They cared so much about the customer experience, mm. the fans' reactions, that they actually studied their brains while they were watching. It's next level. Yeah. And I think we're also, we're, you know, we're in the experience uh, business, you know, we're in the entertainment business, but really, fundamentally, we're in how do we make people feel? Yeah. And now if you're studying it, like, they are so intrigued. 
are we getting them excited? Shock? Are they happy? Yeah. Are they sad? Yeah. And like that's the business we're doing. Right. So between all this, when we're trying to create the high concept or the word of mouth marketing or try to create user generated content, any of this, how do you make people feel? And I think when you're creating that script, design it. So Circus Soleil is designing yes. their entire show. Based on real reactions. Yes. And I guarantee it's ups and downs Absolutely. and ups and downs. Just like us. I mean, a great movie, it takes you in. Yeah. And it's not all laughter the whole time. Right. There's tears. There's emotion. Yeah. yeah. And so that's what many people don't know. We don't talk a lot about here is when we create a script, it is so intentional on how we map the emotions yes. of our fans, which is bonkers. Because you think about a baseball game, oh, whatever happens, hope they win. Right. We're trying to actually choreograph yes. the emotions. And I'll give you an example. It's when we do our special military salute and we get on the field and all the players are tipping their hat. And we have all the people that served our country are standing. Now we have the entire stadium sing God bless the USA. That's goosebump moments. Yep. And, you know, when we have our strikeout cancer walk and we have the cancer survivors walk around, that's those goosebump moments. Right. So you sandwich those in the script somewhere yes. between something really exciting yes. or vice versa. Yes. It's between those moments. And then we'll have, hey, baby, where 4,000 people are standing and dancing. Right. And then we'll do something on the field where either dads are acting like babies or they're acting like animals or they're passing tennis balls between their neck in a very weird way mm -hmm. to get laughter. Yeah. It's a great point because I think a lot of companies, if they can get their employees to buy in, then a lot of times there's a lot of emphasis on the front side. It's very mm. front heavy. Mm. We put in a lot of effort. You know, people show up for their shift. They're on cloud nine. Mm. They're feeling good. And then it's just kind of downhill, mm. right? And they start clocking out or in their head, they start checking out. And so for you, what you guys have done with the script is making sure that there are continuous highs throughout the night. And yes. for the people, it's just like we always talk about when we leave a restaurant, we are almost never greeted as we're leaving. Yes. We're greeted when we come in on the front end. It's front mm -hmm. end heavy. But then as the night goes on, your experience just dwindles. And it's yes. like, why would you not concentrate almost the opposite? Why not you have the experience get better mm -hmm. so that when people are leaving, it's that what's in their mind. It's that good last impression. Yes. We all talk about the first impressions and there's so few people out there concentrating on the last impression. So yes. I think that that's a great point. No, it's, and it's, it's so intentional. And I think you need to be intentional. And I think a great example too was Johnny the Bagger, mm -hmm. which we share with our staff all the time. And, you know, long story short, it was a, a young man, Down syndrome, mm -hmm. at a grocery store. And he came up with an idea with his dad to write little notes that he would, like, like quotes, positive, like, quotes, positive quotes, you know, inspirational, happy, uh, fun. And then he'd put those little notes in the bags of, of the groceries, of groceries when people were leaving. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, after a few days, the people, the lines on his, his, line. his line was the longest ever. There were open lines, but people wanted to be enjoying right, the bagger's line. again, people were talking about it. And, and it was a little touch point. And it was thinking, again, how do you make people feel? And coming from him, it went a long way. And what happened is that resonated throughout the entire uh, store. grocery store. Right. And, and it was so cool to see that, you know, in the florist department, they started giving little roses to the kids that were coming right. in, which now we took and right. give roses yep. to our fans. And then in the deli, they were giving stickers. stickers yep. And it went all the way around. And it's like, when you do that, mm -hmm. your whole experience, you're making people feel something special. Yeah. And most companies, you don't feel anything. Right. And you definitely don't talk about it. Right. So when you come down to the experience, again, just to get very clear, it's how are you making people feel and what do you want to be known for? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what inspired me from so many of these guests. And, you know, that one of the guests that really obviously inspired me tremendously is John Gordon. And I talk a lot about him and building culture and what he does. But his most recent book has really hit home with me. And it's about, the, you know, it's called The Coffee Bean. And a very simple principle. When you put a carrot into hot water, what happens? It becomes soft. It becomes weak. When you put an egg into hot water, what become, What happens? It becomes hard. It becomes, you know, it's a hard-boiled hard egg. Boiled. And then when you put a coffee bean into hot water, what happens? And it becomes coffee. 
And we all get dealt with adversity. We all get dealt with challenges. Every company, you're going to have friction points. You're going to have customers that get upset. And a lot of times companies will either become the hard-boiled egg, become negative, pessimistic, and just hard it over. Or they'll become the care and become weak and just soft. give up. Soft and just give up. But the great ones become the coffee bean and they infuse their positivity and make the whole environment become a better experience. And I think that is such a great analogy, hopefully, to leave us with today. How are you making people feel? Are you the coffee bean or are you the egg or are you the carrot? And start designing the experience. Start being intentional. And that was a great season. I hope everyone go back, listen to some of these these amazing guests. Yeah, there were so many others, too, that we just couldn't recap. This is just a small percentage. A small percentage. Many hours. And what's great, too, everything's uh, transcribed. So it's full blogs, a lot of great quotes. But I think we now in the business world need to focus more on experience than the products we sell, than the marketing, than the sales, Mm -hmm. than the revenue, than the profit. Mm -hmm. Focus on the experience and how you make people feel and everything else will take care of itself. And that's what we've learned. That's what we're so fortunate now to be working with numerous companies, you know, developing. And when you see the aha moments of a business owner or someone that's been working for someone for 20 years and they're like, wow, I just got this email from someone that said, this was one of the best experiences ever. We get those so fortunately. We're so fortunate. Every day we get emails of people we made someone's day. Yeah, positive emails. Positive emails. How can you build that in your company? The only way you're going to do that is if you map the experience. Absolutely. Awesome. Great recap and hope everybody enjoys listening to season two customer experience. Yes. So there it is. Season two uh, finale and uh, we'll have more coming in season three, but thanks for everyone for listening. It's been a wild journey. Learned a lot and we appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening to business done differently with Jesse Cole, the yellow tux guy. If you love the show, let Jesse know by leaving a review on iTunes or sending him an email at Jesse at find For more information on the guests and topics of this episode, visit findyouryellowtux.com. Until next time, stop standing still, start standing out.